Hello and welcome. You're listening to the podcast, Climbing the Ladder in Heels with Karen Otis. I'm a CEO, speaker, architect, mom, creator, and your host. This is your go-to show for the very, very best advice, the very best life hacks to be the CEO of your life. Because if you're like most women, you want to have it all, and there is nothing wrong with that. I'm here to show you that you absolutely can. With the right strategies, a steadfast dedication, and the commitment to work hard for it, you can create your best and most exceptional life. I've done it, and now I'm here to support you and streamline your path, making it not only attainable, but fun and exciting along the way. I will share everything I've learned and everything I know. So let's dive in. Today's topic is one I think we can all relate to, one that I think we all struggle with in some capacity or another, some of us more than others, and it is about anxiety and worry. So we're going to tackle that today, and I am going to help you and support you so that we can squash some of that, because This program is all about mastering the art of business and inspired living, and worry and anxiety don't work well with that. (laughs) All right, we're going to start with a quote by Leon Brown that I really like. The day you stop worrying will be the first day of your new life. Anxiety takes you in circles. Trust in yourself and become free. That's by Leon Brown. I think that's a fantastic quote because it does tell us that anxiety is not, um, it's not helpful. It just has us kind of spinning in circles. So did you know that there is a frustrating and continuous battle going on inside your mind right now, whether you're anxious right now or not, you are having no doubt you're having a frustrating and continuous battle. We all have this. And I'm going to share it with you by telling you an old Cherokee tale. So an old Cherokee grandfather is sitting with his grandson. And the grandfather says to the boy, there are two wolves inside all of us. And they are fighting it out to see who is going to take over. One is negative. It's full of anger. It's got resentment, envy, greed, sorrow. It's full of judgment, inferiority, inferiority, criticism, and doubt. And then there's another wolf. The second wolf is good. It is full of joy and appreciation, kindness, love, and empathy, understanding, and confidence, and compassion, and clarity. The fight is going on inside of you, my grandson, he says, even if you don't notice it even if you aren't aware. Well, the young grandson asks, which wolf will win? And the wise grandfather simply replies, the one that you feed the most. I love that story because it is so true. We are responsible for feeding that negativity, that negative wolf, the one that really makes us worry, makes us anxious, makes us doubt ourselves and our abilities. So the thoughts that rage within us are these two wolves, right? When you are going to feed that negative wolf, you allow for it to grow, right? You feed it, you sustain it, you nurture it that negative wolf is going to grow 
to the point that it's going to affect your mood. It won't just be a thought. It will affect your mood and eventually affect your actions. So in essence, it begins to control you. So we we always should feel our thoughts and be aware of them. But here's the difference. There's a difference between feeling it and having an awareness of it as opposed to buying into them and believing that those thoughts are true without question. And then we change our behavior to align with that. Now that is when it becomes a problem. So it's one thing to be aware of them, another to believe it wholeheartedly without even questioning it and letting it control your actions and your behavior. And that's when we lose clarity. We lose our objectivity and we lose our connection to reality. That's when we have that panicky worry, right? The key is to detach from your thoughts, to realize they're only thoughts, okay? That doesn't mean that if you have a thought that it is truth, that it is fact. There's a huge difference between your thought and fact. So you can't, you know, by stepping back, it's hard when you're having that thought to not accept it as true, right? It's in your mind, you fully believe it. It's very difficult to separate yourself from it. But if you step back and more clearly evaluate that thought to determine if it's truly based in reality or if it's just simply in fear and worry and anxiety. That's the best way to neutralize the negative wolf. So let me see if I can explain it a little differently. This might help. If you look at, if you imagine the wolf to be separate from you, right? That it is there in front of you. It's not necessarily you. It is a thought that's outside of you that you are going to evaluate. So you will look at it and say, you know, how true is that? Am I just overreacting? Am I, you know, making this a catastrophe when it may not be? Am I chronically worrying over things that never even come to fruition? Because let me tell you, worry takes years off your life. It is that kind of stress eats away at you and it's not healthy. So we want to be able to neutralize the negative wolf. And the best way to do that, like I said, separate yourself a bit because you're not gonna be able to escape your thoughts completely. That's just not possible. In essence, you can't kill that negative wolf, right? It's always gonna be there and it can be helpful because it can give you, um, it can be a source of caution for you, right? And that's beneficial. So there are times we do want that cautionary wisdom. And so at times we do want to have even some negative thoughts to question ourselves. So we don't wanna kill off that wolf, all right? But the key is to not overfeed that wolf because it becomes so big and it will take over not only our thoughts, but our behavior. Because thoughts cannot control our actions unless we choose to let them. Okay, so worry does not just automatically take over your actions and control you. It's when you allow that worry to do that, when you allow it to take control, that's where the problem begins. So how could we even go about taming and controlling that negative wolf? I've got a few pointers for you. I've got two actually on this part. One is objectify the thought. 
Okay, that's what I talked about. Detach from this, this, this negative thought so that you can more clearly evaluate it. So think of your thoughts as wolves, right? Make it an animal outside of you. Then it will feel less personable, right? You'll be able to separate yourself from your thought. If it helps for visualization, refer to your thoughts as the wolf speaking to you. For example, you might say, yeah, I heard you, negative wolf. All right. <laughs> because then it's, you're able to be aware that it is just a thought and you're not sure if you want to trust that wolf or not, but you will be more able to um, evaluate it clearly. The second uh, tip is to question and challenge the thought. So first you've objectified it. You've taken it out of your mind so that it is not you. You're separating yourself. Now you need to question that wolf, right? So once you've heard the wolf, question it or challenge it by thinking, is that really true? Who says so? And how likely is that to happen? Because again, your thoughts are not fact and you do need to evaluate them rather than just take them for face value. Because the key is to neutralize that negative wolf so you don't fall into the trap of believing it to the point of suffering. Because how many of you really know that how much worry and anxiety can bring you suffering? I mean, it can ruin, it can ruin a day, it can ruin a week, it can ruin a month. If you are so worried about something, you can't enjoy anything in your life. You can't relax. You don't have peace of mind. You are worrying and spinning in a place of anxiety that basically puts your body into flight or fight mode, right? Because you're panicking, you've got fear, you've got worry, so your body is saying, we're in danger, what are we going to do? And tons of cortisol runs through your body, it's a really bad place to be. Okay, and you don't want to be in that place, especially if those thoughts aren't even truth, right? They're not even fact. I like to say that, you know, worrying never takes away tomorrow's problems, but it definitely takes away today's peace of mind. So think about that as you're stuck in, in a place of worry. If you're able to really question that worry and separate it from you, you may be able to evaluate it more clearly and not let it take such a hold on you. Now, I want to talk to some of my chronic worriers, okay, the ones that you worry about something pretty much every day. <laughs> and yes, I tend to be one, so I am fully empathetic with your struggle. I tend to worry about all sorts of things, right? My kids, are they fine? What's what's going on with them? You know, are they doing okay? Are they making good choices and good decisions in their life? Um, my business, should I be doing something different with it? Is it on the right track? You know, just anything and everything <laughs> is my worry. So I know about that chronic worry. So like, for example, and I've got friends that do this, so I think they're in the same category with me. Are you the type that worries if someone doesn't text you right back? This is a good example, because are you the type that goes, oh my God, they didn't text me back, that means you're gonna, and then you start jumping to these crazy conclusions, right? Like, oh, they must be mad at me, or they've lost interest in me, or you know, I just don't matter to them, when possibly they might've been just too busy to respond to you, 
That's what I mean by chronic worry. The kind of worry that you're always going to that negative wolf, you are always believing it, and you are feeding that wolf way too much. Because those chronic worries are exhausting, aren't they? They take their toll on your mind and also your body because being in that fight or flight panicky mode is such a strain on our bodies. Now, this is what I think is really interesting. You would think that over time, our worries would subside or go away because those situations that we feared or those that brought us anxiety didn't turn into the uh, catastrophe we imagined, right? You'd think, okay, well, I you know, didn't get the new contract I was hoping to sign. And so you're worried, oh my gosh, we're not going to, it's not going to, you know, it's going to affect the business. I'm not sure this month will be good. And you might make that into a massive catastrophe in your head. And then you realize, no, the month was just fine. And the business is thriving. And you would think that because you saw that it didn't go to that catastrophic place, that you would go, okay, I've got this, you know, I don't need to be anxious about this anymore because it didn't go there. And if you're repeatedly experiencing that, it would make sense that you would learn from it, right? And your fear or your anxiety would subside. But that's not what happens. And this, when I discovered this uh, recently in some research, I was really intrigued. Because here's what really happens. This is what happens instead of you learning from that and letting the fear or anxiety go. What happens is you realize that you took protective steps or precautions when you feared a situation, right? Or when you were worried, you did certain things to make it that that catastrophe wouldn't happen. And what happens is we believe that our steps that we took literally saved us from inevitable catastrophe. We feel like we narrowly escaped a huge disaster that we were anticipating. So then we tend to just worry even more about it the next time. We feel anxious about it, we feel vulnerable, and we feel the need to constantly protect ourselves to stay in that fight or flight mode because we think, well, that's what saved me last time, I better do that again. When in reality, it wasn't what saved you. It wasn't going to happen anyway. That catastrophe or disaster wasn't where it was headed. So this, when you tend to think that, okay, the protective steps of worry that I did were what helped me, that's how this kind of anxiety becomes a consistent habit and firmly rooted in your mind. Is this making sense for you chronic worriers? Do you feel like, well, I'm only, it it all worked out only because I took steps to do it, only because I was worried so much that I researched how to get out of this in case it got there. That's not the case. And it's interesting because if it's become so rooted in your mind, it starts to become a habit and a go-to for you, right? That's what you're going to go to. Every time you think about something happening, you're going to worry and have that anxiety because you think it is the way to protect yourself. It is, you know, it is your way to be powerful and overcome a catastrophe. So, It's time to break that pattern, all right? Because that's endless suffering and we want to bring an end to that. That needs to stop because it's no good for your mind, your body, and it actually isn't really helpful 
for any of the goals you're trying to achieve because it can really paralyze you into doing nothing because you're so worried or anxious. So when you find yourself kind of spinning in your anxiety and worry, try thinking the problem all the way through. This is what I tend to do because I can sit there and worry about something and obsess, okay? And I know some of you do the very same thing. You know who you are and you do. And it's okay, it's, it's probably just part of who you are, but you can certainly try to stop this. So if you think of the problem all the way through, even to the worst case scenario, like if it's, you know, make it really bad in your mind, and you objectively determine how possible that really is. So that's the first part, is you say, okay, really, what's the likelihood of it getting that bad, that disastrous? And I find that writing it all down is helpful because it really pushes your thoughts further so that then you can overcome those. Because sometimes if we just think about it, we think about the worry, we stay there, we spin, we spin, we have no conclusions about it. But if you write it down and you say, all right, this is my worry, how could it be the worst case scenario? What could I face? And if you are able to then come up with a way that you could successfully handle it, that's how you're able to overcome that negative thought. That's how you're able to quiet um, down your negative wolf, right? That's how you're able to neutralize it. And, and that way, at least it empowers you and weakens that scary, anxious thought, or it weakens that negative wolf. You don't have to control your thoughts because they're gonna happen no matter what. But the key to what I'm trying to um, help you with is that you just have to stop letting them control you. So the thoughts are gonna be there, don't try to control them, but stop letting them control you. And so I'm gonna leave you with this quote that I truly like by Robert Schuller. It takes but one positive thought when given a chance to survive and thrive to overpower an entire army of negative thoughts. Pretty powerful stuff. So I will leave you with the support that you need and hope that you can quiet down that worry, send it packing because you have so much more to gain from your positive thoughts. And as always, until I talk next week with you, stay inspired.